I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, here we go. Hey, ha. Sybil. Sybil Shepard and Bruce Willis tonight. Tuesday night, 10 p.m. ABC moonlighting. Yes. Okay. Five, four, three, two. The sound of the horn. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the big show. The name of the show is Clubcast. You know me. I'm Chris Co-Wild. And my co-host is Burbank Hank. You, you sound really like a wavy, gravy style, like a radio announcer from like an AM yeah. radio. New Hits 14 AM radio. Fort Walton Beach. Rip right. off the dial. Lock it in. Right. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, A, like, there's very little music on AM radio now. Very little. But you're... Very little, but it's out there. You can find it. Sure. But back in the day, AM was more music than FM. Dude, that was my that? first paid gig as a quote unquote performer. Was that they asked no, when I was in radio? When guy? I was in high school, they asked me and my buddy Savage Bell to come and do a high school report every week, like for two minutes. Uh, and and so we went and did it, and then very quickly we stopped doing high school news and started doing skits. And at the point where we did uh-huh. a skit, and of course we're doing all this like old school radio foley doors slamming and all that. By the time we did a skit where the station yeah. manager, we caught the station manager in the restroom and we're using all these uh-huh. toilet flushing sound effects and got fired from the high school report, but we're immediately offered paid DJ jobs. <laughs> no. Yeah, he was like, Seriously? look, you guys cannot do this high school report anymore, but- if you like, I'm going to give you Saturday morning, 6 a.m. to noon. And so my buddy, it wasn't wow. it wasn't enough money for my buddy who had to work. But I was like, oh, my gosh, you're going to pay me to be ridiculous for dozens of listeners? So you, <laughs> you were DJ Burbank Hank. Now, did you ever talk about the Clippers on your radio well, show? No, because this was in Northwest Florida. And although I was Hank Dittman. Um, this was before I went to the professional name Henry Dittman, before I was redubbed as the Clippers podcaster Burbank Hank Dittman. Uh, but, oh, it was so much fun. But then, yeah, they switched us over to a news format, and it became one of those jobs where I just would crawl in still drunk and, like, literally set seven-minute alarms to wake up and start uh-huh. the next news segment before I'd go back to sleep <laughs> next to the microphone. <laughs> Terrible. Now, it was my first gig, you, my first job. You- do you talk about Clippers on your Clippers podcast at all or no? No, not so far. No, not tonight. Not <laughs> not on this one. <laughs> hey, hey, that's right, because it's, oh, it's the wax. But I'll tell you what, I'll tell you what I'd like to talk about right away, Clippers fans, is that I was about to say we're on a winning streak. But, Chris, you inform me that that may not be the case. We're not on a winning streak yet, technically. What do you think? Well, J.J. Abrams. Nope, that's not it. J.J. Redick. There it is. is. Okay, J.J. from Good Times. Nope, Nope. that's not it. J.J. Redick said, this is a 
unofficial NBA rule but that I heard for the first time ever from uh, former Clipper great J.J. Redick, who we beat, by the way, as a Pelican. It was funny. He hit a three in Staples Center during the regular season. I go, oh, yeah, I remember J.J. Redick because he can only hit those in Staples Center during the regular season. But anyway, J.J. Redick, sorry for the shade, brother. (laughs) He says the unofficial rule in the NBA is it ain't a streak until you've won five. Now, here's what we know. We've won two in a row. You and I are talking on Sunday afternoon. I'm getting ready to go to Staples Center to watch the game, and then you and I are going to reconvene after the game and talk about it. So wait a second, but wait a second, like time but wait a second. travel. But we Hank. have won three in a row. We're just talking about we we clipcasted to like after a win, we beat the Bulls, then we beat the Pellies, then we That's beat right. the Kings. If if That's at right. this point you're listening and we have won, and we don't know yet because we're starting recording this podcast before Chris goes to the game, pre-game, it's possible. Pre-game. It is possible right now that we have won. Yeah. We're gonna fi- by the end of the clipcast, we'll be talking about it. No doubt about it. Absolutely, and and we will be hypothetically one win away from an official NBA win streak. Ooh. Even though, yes, right now, right now in time, what is time? We're on a three-game win streak. Oh boy, which could be four. And then we got we got this weird like Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday thing. I, I like it. I I like the repetition. Like I talked about in the last show, I like staying in California for three weeks. I like this. It gets the guys into the groove. There's a couple of things I want to tackle with you, Hank. A, I want to recap the two W's that we have in our rear view I'm uh, ready. since we've last clip casted. Yes. And then B, I want to talk about is there an advantage anymore for the home team or is it a disadvantage? So Well, we'll get there. And, I, and talk, I that may be a really let's great talk recap. Yeah, let's talk recap. I mean, Listen, the Pelicans obviously were in trouble. They had some injuries hobbling them. They basically had Brandon Ingram and Stan Van Gundy. It was basically who they had. And I can't believe Stan Van Gundy didn't take the court. Stan Van Gundy suited up and played. But something was glaring to me before the game even started, and that was Clippers fans, if, if you feel gaslit about our season being harder than other teams in the NBA, I'd like to point out to you that going into that game, we had played two more games than the Pelicans had even played. Like, we already had played two more games against really incredible teams. And now we are coming into a little stretch here, like we said after playing the Bulls, where we're playing some teams that maybe are not necessarily championship contenders. That's a a kind way. Sure. That's a kind way. Um, Well, but, but, Indiana's eight and four. We're nine and four. I think that's our more our most formidable foe. We're gonna find out what they have to dish out later tonight. We're gonna find out. But man, listen, they started out hot. Pelicans had me nervous a little bit. Um, uh, they started out kind of hot, but but we finished the quarter. T- we tied them up at the end of the first. We doubled them up in the second quarter. And although they took yeah, the third and fourth quarter. quarters, they just never could quite recover from us beating them. 15 to 33 in the second quarter. Oh. Uh, pretty, pretty sizable. Wow. Yeah. We lapped him. We lapped him. We lapped him in a big way. And Kawhi Leonard had 28 points and Paul George had 27. And that is almost all yeah, you have to say. Our two superstars. Yeah. I mean, we blew Our two up. superstars have been so super. You take a look at Kawhi Leonard going into his career before he was a Clipper. He obviously had Kyle Lowry in Toronto Raptors, a very uh, competent point guard uh arguable you know a great point guard in Kyle Lowry and then before him he had oh Tony Parker uh Tony Parker another arguably great point guard 
Now he's got a tenacious, defensive-minded point guard in Patrick Beverly. Kawhi has to evolve, become more of a playmaker and facilitator. And man alive has he done it. He's got, I guess, career highs in assists so far this season. Have you been impressed, Hank, on what you've seen from Kawhi as uh, kind of like a uh, point guard-ish Kawhi? Oh, huge, yes, in a huge way. And, I mean, let's not forget this guy's a prolific scorer. I mean, he did hit 10,000 career points uh, versus the Bulls. Uh, Although I really enjoyed his quote after the game where they said, you know, how's that feel? And then he basically – told them all to go to hell and like threw things at the reporters and said, it means nothing. That's not true. That's not true. Uh, That's not true. At <laughs> you're really, no, did but James he, Harden but he did, that. but he did, did blow James it Harden off. Do that? But, but no, he might've, but, but Kawhi Leonard did blow it off. He did sort of say like, I, I what you would expect um, from, from him, which is it's all about winning. Um, so it doesn't matter to him. It's just a stepping stone. I think stepping stone is something that Kawhi keeps coming back to, but yeah, man, hit him as a playmaker, um, but even more so, him as a playmaker when he's got bigs on the court like Serge Ibaka who can drain a three and Kennard who's finding his footing oh. and Paul George who can score yeah. and Nick Batum who can drain threes. Like uh, I feel like game after game, this is not me looking at stats, but I feel like almost every game we watch, we hear, and there's Nick Batum hitting his first two threes or there's Nick Batum two for three from the three-point oh, yeah. line. Like He just consistently comes out and drains them. Uh, And so, yeah, you know what? It's going to be a lot easier for Kawhi to get assists when he is dishing the ball out of double coverage and the person is scoring from the perimeter. That is going to help his assists. But I think also, yeah, he's making plays. You don't get the assists if they don't make the basket. No, you don't. That's just the way assists work. don't give it to you. (laughs) And so so we looked very good against the Pelicans, like you said. We started, you know, not – look, they started hot, and we We hung hung around a little, but then we just knocked them out in that second quarter. And then in the second half – uh, we just held on and and won by a pretty sizable margin. I don't remember it off the top of my head. And then the next W, Hank, who was that versus? Uh, well, we played the Kings, who um, I will tell you as a Los Angeles basketball fan, um, I, I'll never I'll never like the Kings, uh, <laughs> never. And I we don't understand just... how they still have such a fan presence. Like whenever I look up, like I don't know, my son is always obsessed with who's the most popular team in the NBA. And I sadly say, you know who, but then I also say Boston Celtics are very popular. The Warriors, sadly, are very popular because of that run they went on. And then whenever I Google top 10 most popular NBA teams, for some reason, the Sucktown Queens are listed in the top 10, which makes not a lick of sense. Well, dude, that is a legit. Well, first of all, the state of California loves basketball. Let's be real about this. For how much, sure, for all the sure. negative feelings we have about the Golden State Warriors since they got good, partially because they're so good, um, we, you, we both know that the Warriors fans always traveled great. the The Golden State Warriors always loved their team. They always supported their team. Sure. Going back to going back, even when they decades, were junkie. Yeah. even when they were junkie, uh, they were junkie. And you could say the same thing about the Sacramento Kings. I I went to a Kings I game. I don't know why. Oh, they're amazing. I don't know why. They're just in a. It's because. Oh yeah, the you fans. went to Sacramento. I did the old stadium that was in the mid. Describe that to the listener because I don't know because now they have a new stadium that's right in the city. They of were Sacramento. literally well, in the middle of cow pastures, and I'm not saying that to be like. <laughs> 
dismissive. They were literally in the middle of cow pastures. You drove on an interstate and pulled over and it was it was feel it was at the very least fields in every direction. But the stadium was built like a birthday cake. Like you got in there and you looked sort of like Utah Jazz in a way. Like you looked really steeply uh-huh. up and the way it right. resonated sound and weren't the Kings uh-huh. weren't the Kings the cowbell team? Where oh, they yeah, had cowbells during, like, like you learned because the the stadium was surrounded by cow fields. Oh my gosh, right? it's I mean, you so saw it. loud and so crazy, but such a legit fan base. Like you just were there, going, these people love basketball. They are the real deal. It's the same way I felt when I went to see the Jazz play, and I know you saw the Jazz play too. Like that is a legit fan base. Um, and also, yep. I don't know that they have. They am off the top of my head. Do they have any other sports teams? Do they have a baseball? They don't have down, a. I don't, they don't have Sacramento, a pro ball no. team. They don't have a pro pro football no, team. No, no, so no. that's that helps you. That helps you that like that's their sport. Um, and we we just whooped them. We we came out ahead in the first quarter. We came out ahead in the second quarter, and then in the third quarter, we almost lapped them, thirty-seven sixteen. So it just was yeah, another. That was, a, that was a great game. Um, no, all, I'm no. My math is wrong. My math is wrong. We lapped them plus. We lapped them plus. So. Uh, we Did you notice nice. how Ty Lue was not there? Did you notice how Pat Beverly was not there? Uh, no, I didn't notice. Ty Lue was not at the game. Excuse me, not Ty Lue. Gosh. Oh, my gosh. It. Oh, Ty. Pardon my, Lou Williams. pardon my French. Lou Williams, rather. Pardon me. I miss. I misspoke my Lou's. Oh, Ty Lue out. was there. Look, Sweet look, Hey, Lou. listen, Sweet man. Sweet Lou was not there. Listen, we, we need guys who are who have not been great to get good and the way you do that is for them to get minutes and Reggie Jackson shot 50% from 3 he went 3 for 6 from 3 he got oh, some so rebounds good. um he got Oh that dunk. Oh my god, the dunk. The dunk was so I nice. Play it. I played it over four or five times in the a row. Dunk he went was right so nice. through the, the defense. Yeah. He went through four guys. Yeah. It was beautiful. And look, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard stepped up and made it happen. That's the game where they were 27. Kawhi sure. was 27 points. Paul George was 26 points. Um, also, Terrence Mann went and into double digits. Luke Kennard went into double digits. Uh, Marcus Morris Sr. No Sr. Sweet Lou, right? No Sweet Lou? No Sweet Lou. And Marcus Morris Sr., 18 points, four for six from three. I'll sing a song about it. <laughs> Uh, but we got we got your sweet sweet six guys in double digits. But Terrence Mann, I mean, is that a career high for Terrence Mann? Thirteen points? It might be. It's certainly a season high. Certainly a season high. Oh, easily sure. a season high. But it might be a career high. I don't know if he's ever had thirty minutes of play. And that you know we need these guys yeah, to get good. good. And we needed Reggie Jackson to get well. Uh, and he's having some nice games. When you have the kind of hard conversation that Ty Lue who did not sit out the game, despite your earlier misreporting. Um, when you have, when you that have is that, that is that quality AM radio reporting, <laughs> setting when, a timer for seven minutes to wake up when, from a hangover. Not a hangover, still drunk. Report the news. When you have, when oh, you right, have, when you have a coach have a conversation like he had with Reggie Jackson, and then a couple of games, like when I saw. Pat Beverly and Lou Williams are not going to be there, and Reggie Jackson has to start. I was like, oh boy, I hope I hope Ty Lue is not going to re- really regret that hard conversation. And Reggie came out and played great. He played great. He well, got okay, rebounds. So, he got assists. He got points, and he so what's really crazy made it happen. We actually we had Coach Lou on last Clipcast, so you can hear from Coach Lou if you didn't listen to last week's episode. Definitely tune into that. But what we learned on this show was that Coach Ty Lue made calls to Luke Kennard, Lou Williams, mm-hmm. Reggie Jackson, and said 
look, we tried this three-guard lineup. It didn't work, so we're going to have to change some things. We're never really going to have Kennard and Sweet Lou on the floor at the same time. And, Reggie, you're just going to have to stay ready. And what's crazy is we know from last episode that Lou Williams immediately responded with a season-high 20-plus points and was phenomenal with that late-game steal. And he really helped us uh, win that game versus the Bulls. Then, a couple games later, you see Reggie Jackson respond and be ready and stay ready. And he really nailed it with his three threes and that beautiful dunk for 11 points, but a lot of dimes. He, he was beautiful in that game. So, so Coach Lou is getting results. We're seeing early coach savviness from Ty Lou, and I definitely am impressed. And I already like what I'm seeing. This is the kind of stuff... With all due respect to Doc Rivers, and he's doing very well, by the way, over there in Philadelphia. He's doing very sure is, well. And we, and we love him. We're happy for him. But we were not seeing this from Doc. No. Not this at all. He, he picked his horses not like this. and then you know, said go. Yeah. Put him in the gate and said go. So I, I and so so you know and another topic I wanted to touch on that I alluded to earlier. Speaking of Doc Rivers is Philadelphia 76ers. Now they're like the only good home team okay <laughs> like they're not that's not true they're not the only good home team but they're doing really really well at home and they're doing kind of meh on the road but you take a look at the Indi- indiana pacers doing fabulous on the road doing meh at home you take a look at the clippers i believe they have more away wins than home wins they've played more away games you take a look at the dreaded l word they at one point i think they still are perfect on the road seven or eight and oh on the road, I, I think Utah Jazz, another great road team. Like, what is happening? I understand what's happening. COVID-19, there's no fans. But can we talk and expand upon the fact that I think this season, without the fans, there is no such thing as home court advantage. And I wonder if that will continue and carry on into the playoffs. We just don't know. We don't, right now. Yeah, we don't know. I mean, you you made an interesting point. I can't remember if it was on a on a Clipcast or in our personal um phone flirtations that ramblings we have. uh sure ramblings you could also say are what uh, flirtations <laughs> what'd you call them phone flirtations i don't know phone um, flirtations chatting it up. that was good alliteration uh, you had you yeah, had sure. brought up a point Chatters. that you could actually argue that there it might be harder to be at home when you don't have the benefit of the fans because you have the you have the downside of your at-home dramas as opposed to just being in a hotel although now my argument is in the different direction, since we have these new lockdowns where you can't have a guest in your room, you're much more isolated according to the rules of the NBA. I think that the road is a harder trip than it was, but no matter. Uh, so that's my first answer. The second answer is with very few exceptions, the Clippers are so often outnumbered everywhere they play. Um, mm-hmm. Los Angeles is such a town of transplants. If you're not listening in LA and you haven't actually been to a, to um, Los Angeles and seen a game here. We are very often out. We, we Even if we aren't outnumbered by away fans, they are often more vocal because Clippers fans have so often gotten leads and lost them. I'm sorry to say they, it's such well, a, well, also it, we were, we were bad for, we were, we're bad, bad for a for long decades, time. So Clippers right? fans are not, and often, now we've been good for 10 years. Yes. We're not often the most loud mouth fans anyway. And, and, People have the feeling of, ooh, I can get a Clippers ticket for really cheap and I can go and I can be the most obnoxious fan ever. I can tell you, I almost can guarantee you, although I've been to very few Lakers games, that that people Uh don't buy Lakers tickets and cheer for the other team and get as rowdy as they do in the faces of Lakers fans as they do in the face of Clippers fans. Maybe I'm wrong. 
Uh, if you've been to both and you think I'm wrong, hey, let us know on Twitter. We'll talk to you about it. Yeah, but but yeah. Uh, but as a result of that, at Henry Dittman or at LA Clipcast <laughs> on Twitter, holler at him. Let him know your opinion. Let me know that I'm a that I'm a darn that. fool. Uh, but I do think that it probably is not hurting us as much because we ne- weren't necessarily the loudest fan presence. And Blake Griffin spoke to that after at a game where he said, "We really need you guys to be louder." Um, oh, but constantly, it's like, DeAndre, Chris Paul, and Blake would always bitch about it yeah honestly. sure constantly so, so the home fans weren't loud enough and they didn't have yeah they, they and you know what i wonder are Met- they did not have a home court advantage and, and listen is it the same thing with mets fans was it the same thing with nets fans is it the same thing with jets, jets fans, fans? Sure. i don't know uh, but i don't think it hurts us in the same way because we're used to being the underdog we're used to being the less vocal fan base uh, but now I do think this road thing of having harder, more strict lockdowns, I can tell you having gone on location to film since COVID, having to get on a plane wasn't, wasn't a private fain, plane, Big staying shot. in a hotel wasn't a suite, but still traveling no. on the road is stressful. And so sure. e- even the joy of going out to eat on the road has changed because you don't get to go out to eat in restaurants, food on set. Um, so I, so I, I just wonder, it may be a less pleasurable experience and now maybe even a more stressful experience. Um, you know. Well, I'm here know. to tell you there are 11 teams right now, currently, I'm looking at the standings, in the West. Now, don't look at the East because it disproves my theory, but he, we're here to prove Chris Wilde's theories. Okay? Sure. Oh, yeah. There's 11 teams. There's 11 teams playing 500 or better basketball. Okay? That's crazy. I'm going to go from That's the crazy. bottom up. Yeah. Okay. There are now four teams that are sitting at 500, six and six. Denver, Golden State, Memphis, OKC. Listen to this, Hank. OKC Thunder, five and one on the road, one and five at home. Memphis Grizzlies, four and one on the road, two and five at home. Denver, three and two above 500 on the road, three and four under 500 at home. Screw the Warriors. They disproved my theory, and I hate them. <laughs> We're going to move on. <laughs> San Antonio Spurs, 5-2 and two on the road, 2-4 and four at home. Dallas Mavericks, four road wins, two home wins. Portland, 4-2 and two on the road, two games over 500 at home, 4-3. and three. Phoenix Suns, 4-3 and three over 500 on the road. They got four road wins, only three road wins at home. And then here we go. Utah Jazz six and two away, two and two at home. That is crazy. That's crazy. L.A. Clippers five away wins, two four home wins, and then you take a look at the L word. P.S. Last I looked, they've only won one time over uh, when they play an over five hundred team. But look at the L word, four and three at home, and then a perfect seven and zero. On the road. So that in the West, my theory holds strong. There is no home court advantage. Looking at these numbers, one would say, my God, the away team right now, mathematically, has the advantage. Now, we're unfortunately seeing a lot of postponed games, more so in the past couple days than there were in the first few weeks. And that is very disheartening, Hank. Luckily, knock on all the wood, it hasn't happened to our beloved. Los Angeles Clippers yet. Hopefully it doesn't happen, but it's happening more and more. And I don't know, man. There's something about being on the road, getting out of your bubble in these weird, wonky times that we're living in. And you can literally, at least if you're a Western Conference team, be laser focused on basketball. My point is, look, we're here in California. I think we're like ending our three-week stay in California this coming week. And then we go on the road. So I'm very excited 
to absolutely pick away and analyze every single thing that happens on that upcoming road trip well, next week. And okay. is my proofy is my proofy true? Is my is your proofy? I don't know if your proofy is true. true. We got to see if it's let's proofy. get groovy and proofy. So listen, hey, I want I, have, uh, I want to respond hey, to that. I'd like to respond to that and say as we throw to the game because we're about halfway through the podcast and you're about to any minute now sure. head over to walk walk into the stadium and watch the game. So let's throw to it. That's right. But I would like to tell you that it, that maybe we're going to get some insight into to that because we have a really great matchup with the Pacers and if you look at the team stats right now if you look at the team stats we are they are averaging it's literally one one number separating almost every stat between these two teams right now one number hear me out on this they are averaging one more point per game than we are we are averaging um the exact same field goal percentage they are averaging two more, mm. two more re like like the the numbers all the way down the stat lines are so similar. They're averaging one close. more assist. They're averaging one more block. They're averaging two more steals. These are very close when you figure averages right. over 10, 15 games, whatever numbers were thirteen games, 12, 13 games, uh, and they are mm. on a two game winning streak. We're on a three game winning streak. They're six and four in the last ten. We're seven and three in the last ten. So we match up very nicely. They are missing five players though. <laughs> that might end up being an oh. issue for them. Um, Watch out. But we're going to have to see. Like, we really match up. I think we beat them. I think we beat them. They're playing Eastern Conference teams. We're playing a much tougher schedule. Um, but with yes. but Lou Williams is day to day. I'm not sure if he's playing tonight. We're gonna find out every, any minute. But I think it should be interesting right. to see how we match up with the team. I really think we we crush these guys. I think we're on a run. Um, yeah. But they match I up. Agree. The numbers all match up very evenly. They are literally averaging 114 points a game, and we are averaging 113 points. 113.8. Like it's a half a game, a half a point difference per game. They're averaging mm. over us. So if there ever was a, mm. a way to test it. Maybe this is going to be it. We'll find out. I sound like one of those uh, cows outside the uh, Sacramento Cow Arena. Mm. 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 Well, Indiana Pacers 4-1 and one on the road, so hopefully the Clips can deal them out their second road loss of this young season. Now, fans, don't be confused or alarmed when you hear the sound of the horn. That doesn't mean the show is over. No, no, no. The next time you hear the sound of the horn will be in-game at Staples Center, where I, Chris Kawild, will mask up and go and cover the game live. And, of course, Hank, you will be back on the other end of the game to talk about what we just saw, you on your television and me through my peepers. Yeah, sound good, Hank? Yeah, that sounds good. I'll tune in at the end of the game. And in the meantime, enjoy this Chris Wilde experience. Good to talk to you, Chris. Go Clippers! Yeah, brother, sound the real horn. Doot, doot. That's the sound of the actual horn as your Los Angeles Clippers take on an emaciated Indiana Pacers. Ty Lue's been shortening up his rotations. The other night, he only played basically eight guys. I think Indiana only has eight guys to choose from. All right. Let's hear you, Clippers Nation. What a show, holy crap. Here I am in downtown Los Angeles. Still very surreal, this fanless experience. And Indiana wins the tip, and that's the only thing they'll win tonight. Los Angeles Clippers, dressed in their black 
graffiti style LA jerseys that say Los Angeles in that rad kind of graffiti calligraphy font. Remakes Pacers basketball. It remains Pacers basketball. There's, for some reason, there's football on my screen at my media table, which I honestly want to turn off. I don't know how to turn this TV off. Paul George just helped an Indiana Pacer up off the floor, and Indiana takes a three-zip lead as Paul George from Palmdale over to Nicholas Batum. Feeds Kawhi Leonard, fadeaway, two ball, gets his own rebound, back up, and in the bucket. Kawhi Leonard gets a rebound, gets a basket. Three to two bad guys. Indiana's coach is some, like, Norge Ward, some Euro name. I don't know him. I don't know him, but I know Coach Ty Lu, and I know your Los Angeles Clippers. Oh, Ibaka gets the start tonight. What's that about? Zubaka, excuse me. Zubaka gets the start. Is Ibaka available? I don't know, but we're going to tune in and find out. Pat Beverly inbounds it over to Zubats. For the flush. Zubat two. A nice feed from Pat Bev. And Indiana looking very corny in their yellow corn husk style jerseys and shorts. Me no likey. Clippers grab the rebound. Pat Beverly stomping down the floor into the paint. Gets the foul. Zubat's there for the finish. Not going to count, but Pat Beverly going to the line to shoot two free throws. Where is Serge Ibaka? I think that's him on the bench. I honestly don't know. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you'll hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Oh, with authority, slam a jam a ho 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 me oh my. Wow. I got the monitor in front of me so I can watch that one again. Yikes, with the full extension, PG-13, to give the Clippers their first lead of the evening. Good guys up 11 to 10. Wow, wow, wow. We are going to win this game big, my friends. I know it's just a one-point game right now, but Indiana looking sluggish out there. Clippers pull down the rebound. Anybody know what's going on with my man, Serge Ibaka? Paul George trying to feed his hot hands an electric off of that dunk, but he misses the three ball. Indiana trying to move the ball around into the corner, gets a three, takes the lead back. 13-11. Pat Beverly controlling the offense. He's got Batum in the corner. Kawhi cutting. 
Kawhi feeding Zubak. Another Paul George open three. Bingo! Paul Palmdale. John Ringo George. Paul John Ringo George. Number 13 in your playbooks. Number one in your heart. Well, number one or number two, let's be honest. Because maybe number two is number one in your heart. Kawhi Leonard, you know him. You love him. You also like him. You respect him. Maybe you fear him, as you should. He's not a man. He's a machine. He's Kawhi Leonard. Making moves. Gets the ball back. Down dirty. Puts it in. There you go. And every single starting Clipper has a point. Timeout Pacers. Born quits. Flongdork wants to talk about it. Clippers looking real good here in downtown Los Angeles. 16 to 13, but don't let that scoreboard fool you. We are kicking their corny, corny butts. Yes, we're in a cornfield there. Our ears everywhere. Well, it is an audio format, the podcast. But Indiana, I want to say they play in the Conseco Fieldhouse. Don't quote me. This isn't the Pace Cast. This is the Clipcast where we have to deal with Staples Center for another three seasons, I believe. We're in 2021. Our new arena, the Balmer Sports Access Center, or Ballsack for short, opens 2024 season. Can't wait. In Englewood, by Ram Stadium. Initially, I was told it was going to be called Clippers Arena, but I learned that not only are they not calling it Clippers Arena, not only are they not calling it the ball sack, but I think it's up for grabs for someone to pay Steve Ballmer a lot of money to call it the Kia Arena or the RC Cola Center. <laughs> it probably won't be RC Cola. they really not big in the game. How about an energy drink? Rockstar Arena? That would be actually badass. Rockstar Arena or Monster Arena. Better than Red Bull Fieldhouse. All right, Clippers. Got a nice little lead. I have a feeling we are winning this one by double digits. If I was a gambling person, I would get up on the FanDuel.com or whoever our sponsor is, and I would place a wager on a double-digit W good guys. My favorite kind of Clipper win is a home blowout Clipper W. It's my favorite kind of win. Being at home, getting cocky, getting arrogant, loving life as we blow out the competition. All right, we're going to check in with you later. That's the sound of the horn. We're going to have more from Hank later, and we're going to get that W later. All right, guys. See you on the other side. Indiana came out of a timeout and went on a little 8-0 run to take a small lead and try to make this a competition. But as the first quarter unwinds, the Indiana Pacers unravel. Clippers have a nice little cushion. Thanks to Kawhi Leonard. Good guys up by eight with 35 seconds left in this first frame. I like the clips. I like this miss of a three ball by, I don't know, somebody on their team. They have not been hitting their free throws, Indiana, and that's definitely helped, but we're just the stronger, better, more 
able-bodied team. That being said, where's Serge Ibaka? Where's Sweet Lou Williams? Pat Patterson getting some minutes, finally. Let's see if we can't get him the ball. Mook Morris beats the clock, but doesn't drop. Pacers foul, 1.5 seconds left. Clippers definitely going into the second frame. Oh, potentially with a 10 point lead as Pat Bev goes to the free throw line. Pretty exciting. He's just a kid from Chicago. <laughs> Pat Bev, I love how quiet the arena gets when the good guys go to the free throw line. I almost don't want to clip cast during this moment because it's so respectfully quiet. And Pat Beverly puts up his first free throw and it's a swish. Nothing but net. Uh, entering Terrence Mann, Nicholas Batum, Monami, Kawhi Leonard and Luke Kennard take seats. No Sweet Lou, no Surge. Trying to get eyeballs. I swear that's Ibaka over there, but I don't know because everyone's in a mask. Pat makes both his free throws. Good guys up, double digits. Just like I said. And that's the sound of the horn. More Clipcast after this. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Well, I'll be jarred and pickled these eight Indiana Pacers trying their darndest to make it a game. God bless them. Some guy named Dylan McDermott has got 20 points, which is obviously going to be a career high for him. Kawhi kind of Kawhiat with six points so far, but you know that's not going to last. The leading Clipper scorer is Mook Morris off the bench with 17 of them. And Indiana trying to chip away at this Clipper lead. Offensive foul. Offensive foul. Pat Beverly doing the intangibles. Clips up six. They got the ball. But yeah, man, that was kind of shocking that second quarter that Indiana actually outscored us. We had a 10-point lead going into the second. And then at the half, we were only up, I don't know, six or something. But here we go in the second half. Kawhi Leonard in and out. They're not going to count the basket. They're going to send Zoo to the line. We would love to get some of these people in foul trouble because they've only got eight guys. I would love to get Sabonehead in foul trouble, that's for sure. Sabonis had a crazy circus shot to end the half. And the Clippers do not have a double-digit lead, which is just shocking. But we're still going to win this one by double digits, folks. Mark my words. A four-point basketball game. Clippers in the lead. Their biggest lead was 18 points. Indiana's biggest lead was five. But the Clippers never led by 20. That's been the big thing this NBA season. All these 20-point leads. 
Some of them were blown. Nicholas Batum cannot buy a bucket tonight. He is one for five from three-point land. But that's okay, folks. We're gonna get this W. These guys are not gonna be able to keep up this Indiana pace with only eight pacers. It's just not possible. Sabones bringing them within a basket. Clippers up too. Zubats bringing the ball down the floor for some inexplicable reason. There goes Kawhi. Feeds Batum in the corner for three. three Nicholas Bach. Explosion overpowering. All right, here we go, Clips. That's a five-point lead. Let's go on a run, Clippers. We're having fun here in downtown Los Angeles. Speaking through the mask. Indiana answering with a missed three. And here we go, PG-13. Coast to coast off to the rebounds. Around the back to Zoo. Finds an open pat bat for three. Bingo! And there's that run. 69, dudes, to 61. I'll check in with you guys so, so soon, my friends. So, so soon. Miss, clang, Indiana missed three. PG-13 again with the rebound. Bringing it, bringing it, bringing it, and one. Going to the free throw line to give us a double digit cushion. Let's go, Cliff. Cool hand, Luke. There it is, sixth guy in double digits. Nails a three for 11 points. Pat Beverly, 11 points. PG, 13 points. Nicholas Batum, 10 points. Kawhi Leonard, 15 points in your leading Clippers scorer. Marcus Morris Sr., 20 points. LA Clippers with their biggest lead of the game, 19 points. Indiana cannot keep up the pace and basically unravel in the third quarter. Clippers dominate in the third. Have their biggest lead of the night, 19 points. This is going to end well for your good guys. Got some intel about Serge Ibaka. He is out with a, hear me say this, non-COVID related illness. Serge Ibaka under the weather, nothing to do with the dreaded you-know-who COVID-19. Bingo, Pat Patterson. Good guys up 22. Pat Pat getting in on the fun. And then Sweet Lou Williams is a DNP, which I believe is two games in a row. He's just getting some nights off. I don't think that's anything to do with anything. Is he sore? Is there some soreness? He had limited minutes three games ago. And then we haven't seen him since. He had that big, big day versus Chicago. We all talked about. Then he played a little minutes in the next game. Nine minutes, something like that. I don't remember him getting an injury, but he hasn't played since. So, something to look out for. Sweet Lou. Pat Pat, back to back. Three more for Pat Pat. That is a 25 point good guy lead. Looking to try to get Lawlers here in the waning third quarter. 45 ticks left on the clock. Corner three, no. McDermott over to some jerk. Misses horribly. Oh, no. <laughs> that actually went in. <laughs> From my angle, it really looked like it just hit the net and didn't go in. All right. Clippers looking for Lawlers in the third quarter, 97. PG draws it, count it. No, no shot, they say. <laughs> it's all good, folks. 
Downtown Los Angeles, 97-75. Your Los Angeles Clippers with a big old cushion. And it's just like I said, we're going to win by a lot. All right, I'll see you guys after the game when I'm joined with the one and only Burbank Hank. Looking forward to it because it's about to happen right after this. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Holy wowzer, I am back on with Chris Wild. I mean, we... We thought this, We I said we were going to whoop them. Didn't I say we were going to beat their brains in or something like that? Something very bold. Uh, oh, yeah, we beat I, their brains in. And then I got in. off the phone, and I was like, ah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I shouldn't be so overconfident. Holy smokers. Well, I, I'm literally in the game, and like I think we were down five or something. And I'm like, no, 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 no. We're still yeah. going to win by double digits. If like Go to DraftKings.com or whatever and make a late-game wager that these guys, these Clippers, are going to win by double digits. I think we had a 38-point lead or something at one point, or 35-point lead. Whoosh. We won by a lot. We had seven guys in double digits. We had three guys who scored 20. We didn't need a lot from Kawhi, but I'm still Chris Kawhi, and he was great. Everyone was great. It was such a team effort tonight, Hank, and obviously Indiana was emaciated. I guess they're missing a couple of their stars. It seemed like they were only playing eight guys, but then they cleared the bench at the end, and they actually did have, like, 12 guys play for Indiana. But everybody got to touch yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, listen, I, yeah, and I hear you. Kawhi Leonard, only only 17 points. Only 17 points. But when you only. have so many guys with 20 points. Crazy, right? Paul Didn't, I think Mook points. got all 20, 20 in the first points. half, I want to say. Well, and what's even crazier is that uh, Kennard, we, you know, we were, we were saying, oh, I really hope he gets in double digits. And then he messed around and got up to 20. Oh, yeah, I did. Um, he, looked, he looked great. And also, Kawhi got seven rebounds. Holy wow, were we I mean, great rebounding team tonight we were. Nick Batum, five rebounds. <laughs> mm, a great rebounding team tonight Leonard, we were. I'm, I'm fi- I'm, listen, I'm fired up. <laughs> Leonard had seven rebounds. Zubat, seven, six rebounds. Pat Beverly, six, uh, five rebounds. Paul George, seven rebounds. We, re- we rebounded great. And then our, our, what was really fun was seeing some of our young guys, our bench guys, get those minutes, those garbage minutes. Sure. But, man, they weren't playing like garbage minutes, were they? Well, 19 three-pointers by the Clippers. 19 and 12 of them came from bench guys. Kennard, Mook, and Pat Patterson. How about Pat Patterson with back-to-back three balls? So choice. And then, of course, not talking about the bench. Days. Back-to-back dunks from Kawhi Leonard was so sexy and we had that beautiful PG-13 that was a rated NC-17 triple X dunk in the first quarter that just I'm telling you the fake crowd lost their minds they rode that volume dial (laughs) way up it's pretty cool I I really listen yeah I'm I'm at Staples Center right now and and you're seeing them dismantle this and and I am truly impressed at the effort the Herculean effort that a bare-bones skeleton crew does here and just if anybody listens to our show who knows anybody at Staples Center, who works at Staples Center, you guys are doing such a great job with this wonky season. They have done everything to make everybody feel safe, and it is a great experience for the people lucky enough to be in the building. And it was a great game. The fans were lucky to watch our Clippers just absolutely clobber Indiana. 
Well, it wasn't a great experience for the Pacers. No. <laughs> well, did you notice at one point we stopped playing basketball and we started playing super sloppy family double dare, like 74 turnovers? <laughs> <laughs> Just back to back. Like Reggie Jackson but didn't that's get what the I was ball saying. across. But that's what I was seconds. saying, though. When, we, when our bench got in there for those garbage minutes at the end, they were playing hard. Of course. They were playing hard. Like, the game was on the line. It was exciting. It was fun to watch. And look. Listen, yes, the Pacers had a lot of guys out. They were only playing with eight players, but we did not have Serge Ibaka. We did not have Lou Williams. We argued, we had one of our most effective starters. I think Lou and one must of our be banged up. Effective bench players. I think Lou Will must be banged up. He must be, and then Sir, we don't know what's going on with Serge. Well, Serge I saw was point. a non-COVID-related illness. Now Lou Will, yeah. Lou Will had that great game versus the Bulls where he scored 20 or whatever, 22. I can't remember off the top of my head. And he was fabulous. The next game, he only played like nine minutes. And then we haven't seen him since. So I wonder, we got we got to do a little investigative journalism and put our sleuth hats on and get to the bottom of this and see what's going on with sweet Lou Will. I'll, I'll ask around I heard here. a rumor. Yeah, what'd you hear? I heard a rumor. He said... Uh, I, I just felt like I needed to take a couple of games off because Chris Wilde was not appreciating me. Chris oh, Wilde of Clipcast oh, wasn't feeling the love, and frankly, I feel like I need to take a little, take a step away and yep. try to get my priorities straight. Because uh, Chris Chris Wilde not a big enough fan of the Clippers. Oh God! Uh, <laughs> he just kept on going. <laughs> he just kept on going. Wow. Yeah, I read about that in the Sunday Times from Andrew Greif's article today that Lou Will needed to take a couple games off because Chris Wilde. <laughs> Wasn't cuff feeling it. You're out of your mind. Um, uh, I, you know, listen, I don't know what's going on. A, I got to find back, out. Yeah, let's find out. It was a back and forth kind of game to get us going. Yes. Um, it was. Just, it was tied at 24. That second quarter. And then uh, Indiana. Was, you know who? Bro- you know who broke the tie, right? Talk to me. The the person who broke the tie was Pat Pat, who had not played in twelve game in twelve days. Oh, beautiful. Stepped on the court. Stepped on the court. Drained a three. Then Marcus Boom. Morris Senior back only a couple of games steps on drains a three oh, we yeah. end that quarter up by 10 you i was watching the game on a little bit of a delay right uh, after i put my kids to bed and i saw you tweet clips up by 10 after the first mm. and then i'm watching the first and there's like 40 seconds left in the game and we're right. only up six, six and i'm like yeah. he was wrong <laughs> but man it, but pat, pat beverly's hustle pat beverly's hustle play drawing the foul on the rebound at the end of the first quarter Gave him the chance to make a couple of free throws, and then, with the exception of a few fits and starts with the paper, Pacers, the Papers, uh, tried to make a game out of it. They just never did, and we just held the lead. And then, ooh, it got ugly in the fourth quarter. We just blew the, we blew them out. Yeah, like we in blew the, them out. in the second quarter, you gotta hand it to them a little bit that the Pacers got, I think, with as close as three at one point. And I was like, wait, what the heck is going on? And then, after the half. The third quarter, they just ran out of gas, yeah, and the Clippers it the, just Yeah, it was the third where we blew them out. Dominated. They scored 20 points, and we almost lapped them. I mean, we talked about that as we were looking at some of these games. Like, they had 20 points in the third, and we had 39 points Boom. in the third quarter. Ended the third quarter 175. I mean, 100 good guys, 75 bad guys. Crazy. Old school, the old original, if you will, Lawler's Law, but the new law that they called Lawler's Law, six Clippers in double digits, guaranteed the W. Tonight we had seven guaranteed W, and we are one win away from an official, unofficial NBA win streak. J.J. Redick taught us you got to get five to call it a streak, and we are right there in spitting distance, Hank. We've got games yeah, listen, on Wednesday, games listen, on Friday. Oh, yeah, games on Wednesday. And listen, we... 
Well, I ran down the team averages for the season and talked about how how similar their numbers were between these two teams. Yeah. The numbers tonight were not similar. Not similar. They shot 28% Geech. from three. Geech. Yeah, we were close to 50%. We were over 40%. I know that. Yeah, 48 point, 48.7%. Wow. I mean, we, we just let them have it. And the other place we really got them was rebounding. They had 33 rebounds. We had 52. 52 is more than 33, Chris. Oh, by a lot. That. Yeah, by a lot. 19. Oh, with by quick, a few. Quick by almost 20. like brain. 19. <laughs> I mean, Zubats really gets the start. Personal fouls. Zubats gets the start. Doesn't get into the double-digit club, but played very well in his early minutes. And then they didn't really need yeah. to go to him because Indiana was playing pretty small. I loved seeing. I believe Patrick Patterson was our center briefly, a handful of times on the floor, which was great. I'm really loving Ty Lue's rotations. You know, it's always. It just clicks when you're winning, and we've won four in a row, Hank. Four in a row. Four Keep in a row. Now one more. It's According a to our old friends J.J. Redick, we need one more for it to be a winning streak. And I, I like this. I like us at home right now. We've got four games at home. We've got a nice 10-game stretch here against not Sacramento is teams up that Wednesday. made it into the final round of the playoffs last year. So, right. And we just, uh, we just handed like it to it. Sacramento a couple days ago, and now they come here Wednesday. you got to like the Clippers on Wednesday versus you gotta Sacramento. Like the, you got to like the Clippers on Wednesday. you got to like the Clippers on Wednesday. That's for sure. I really – I. Uh, I do hope we see Serge come back healthy. I do hope we see Lou Williams come back healthy. Keep an eye on our Twitter, uh, and we'll when if we know something, we'll tweet it out before the podcast. And if not, we'll give you some information next time we talk to you. But uh, Chris, did you have a great time tonight? I, I had a, a blast. I had a wonderful time. It, it is always such a pleasure to be here in the building. This is my second game this season out of the seven home games. I think I'm going to put my foot on the gas and try to get to a couple more of these because I'm just having a blast and I love to share the experience with the fans. So Clipper Nation, I hope you like tonight's episode. And uh, Hank, uh, I can't wait to get you back in this building, which will happen at some point. Otherwise, I'll see you in Englewood in 2024. Oh, my gosh. I'll get in there at some point. When they give me access to this vaccine, I'm going to shoot it into, directly into my eyeballs so I can watch the Clippers game. I think that's how medicine works. Yes. You, yes. It's <laughs> exactly how medicine works. That's how medicine works. You put it in your eyeballs to watch a basketball game. It just makes sense. Uh, I hope I will be there again soon, my brother. I miss seeing you in person. But, man, this is uh, this ain't terrible, getting to talk to you and do the podcast and talk to our friends, the Clipper fans. Absolutely. The Clippers Nation. Well, I, I, it's very quiet here in Staples Center as we are waiting for the players to Zoom with the media. So I cannot sound the horn. I will be escorted out of the building by security. So it's got to be you sounding that triumphant four wins in a row oh, Clipper well. horn. Well, first of all, I am the best toot toot at sounding the horn, and since I'm at home and I can in my home studio in Burbank, and I could do this, I could do this as loud as I want. Here we go. Here's Here the is. final horn. Here it is. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Stupid. 